0: Talking sauce episode, Jackie Robinson.
1: Oh, damn, yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah. We do him for just player shout out.
1: We might as well now that you bring it up. It like literally literally just hit me as it was
0: like episode forty two like Jackie Robinson. It just came to my head. It would honestly
1: feel wrong not to now that like you brought him up. You know what I mean.
0: We were going to do Brad Malone when he switched his number from twenty four to forty two. They were equally
1: impactful as players in their respective sports. Most
0: definitely. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) yeah. He joined the Avalanche, switched his number to forty two. That was going to be a shout out. Shout out Jackie Robinson. Mm -hmm. um, You know. Doing his thing for baseball. Yeah, yep. I don't know anything about stats. Pioneer for the game of baseball. Absolutely. What else do you want? Uh, uh, episode 42, baby. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you have anything interesting going on, man? Anything fun in life?
0: I just got back anything? from uh, DC. Nice. Uh, drove back this morning. Uh, had the Christmas gala mm. for the uh, old company Christmas party.
1: Do you guys all show up in super unique outfits? Nah, no? it's,
0: it's all black tie and fancy smancy. All designer, um, right? All designer. So you showed the up. The trip cent, is a, serious.
1: A Saint Laurent suit. I saw you. I saw the Instagram. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> YSL baby.
0: I just walk down the expensive shop streets and just say that and that and that <laughs> and just point at them out. And the
1: and your assistant gets it right. Yeah. And, the, and your, your I just signed the checks. Your Rolls Royce follows you slowly down the street as you walk. Yeah. I love it, dude. I love it. Ghost the life ride, we live, goes you know. riding the whip. actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have a driver. I am the driver. <laughs> Let that thing roll <laughs> in neutral. I was just saying, podcasting is very lucrative, and Josh is really he really it's screwed the zero dollars,
0: <laughs> zero ad dollars.
1: <laughs> he really screwed me and Cody out of the deal. We're only getting like ten percent of this whole thing, and hey, man. that's why that's Nathan why we Mc, couldn't.
0: You're like guys like Nathan McKinnon yeah. and Jimmy Crosby yeah. taking the team friendly deals. <laughs>
1: they were like, it was this was a Christmas party for the podcast. He's talking about it was just him and Megan there. It was <laughs> 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 the important part of the production staff. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Me and Cody, we our tickets weren't in the budget this year. It's okay, maybe yeah. next year, you know what I mean?
0: Uh it was uh it was cool though being up in DC, saw the White House, saw the Washington Monument, saw the Lincoln Memorial. One of our coworkers there's a, a small group of us hanging out up there and uh <laughs> one of our coworkers was like, How come no one's just like breaking out applause for Abe right now? Like how come <laughs> no one's just getting how come no one's just getting hype for Abe? <laughs>
1: Now, now, I want to be there when that happens. Like some dude, dude some dude walks up. He's just like arms folded, looks at it, starts slapping it. Yeah, one of those. That's
0: exactly what Squirrel said, <laughs> and we literally, we literally molded it over for a good minute. Like, all right, so how we, start we it? How are we gonna do this? And then, and then we notice there's a sign right up front. It says, "Quiet, respect, please." Oh, uh, we we're like, there. That's why. As, that's why yeah, no one's doing that's it. That's why like, you, you be Like fucking
1: honest, say, so what's the strategy there, though? Do you guys spread out throughout the memorial? It's and like flash mob. And have one guy like start it, and then a second guy like look over, maybe look at a couple other people. Yeah, like yeah. we should do this. Then they y'all still should have tried to get it off, just for, <laughs> just cause, dude. If yeah, you guys, right. I think if you guys had spread the group out, group out. You could do it because then, then we you don't look like you know each other. But
0: it would have got everyone going. It would have been an uncontrollable mob. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then everyone
1: starts dancing. We storm the White House. <laughs> <laughs> a long walk from the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's a long run. <laughs> you start the clap when he gets on the memorial. You're like, MPHM! <laughs> and then you just... <laughs> Everyone's already in mob mentality. And you just start
0: all out sprinting, dude. I'll tell you what, too. The <laughs> reflecting pool is uh-huh. nasty. Yeah. It's mostly just. You want to look at it from a
1: distance. Yeah. You just. You only want to see the reflection. It's mostly just yeah. goose shit. It's <laughs> yeah. It's mostly just goose shit. Weird. Still imagining that. Like, you've seen Hot Rod, right? Yeah where, yeah. where they're like going to the final jump and it's like the music montage <laughs> and everyone's following and then just turns into a riot. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> Like, dude, I don't know what happened back there, man. Things <laughs> got really out of hand. <laughs> Reminds me of that uh
0: a scene, the fight scene in Anchor Man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um But shouts out your trip. <laughs> <laughs> did, you,
0: did you do anything this weekend?
1: No man, I, mean, I didn't do nothing. We, I didn't do. Neither anything. of
0: us have seen the newest episode of Mandalorian. Not, so, so we can't give you
1: the weekly Mandalorian mm-hmm. review. I'm sorry. The your weekly spoiler. We're, we're just tanking our listener count because no one's watching no one's it on time. When do they drop? What day do they drop? Fridays. Is it Fridays? Which is okay. odd. It is odd. I thought they dropped like Sundays or something. Like, what is this? Do
0: Dragon Balls yeah. <laughs> At Disney Plus, though, right? I mean, yeah,
1: crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, so I feel a little bit better now that, you know, we're giving people a couple days. It's a 30-minute episode. You'll watch that shit. Yeah, know. figure it out. Exactly. Figure it
0: out. Was it you or is it somebody who said, like, if you know five people, maybe it was Cody. you know five people, someone's got Disney Plus. That's what I'm saying. It's There's kind of like that with any of these three degrees of separation. Yeah. yeah.
1: Everyone's Kevin Bacon. exactly
0: everyone's got you know at least three people got Disney plus everyone's Kevin Bacon Mm -hmm. at least you know three or five uh, prostate cancer yeah so you know this is serious (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
0: yeah yes now (laughs) we're gonna go to uh, a lovely conversation we have with our boy Zach from Siren Sounder podcast. Mm-hmm. Go follow, yeah, go follow Zach on all his uh, social medias. I think his his personal at Zach Tompkins, mm-hmm. and then uh, his uh, podcast at SS Kane's Podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Also important to note, no underscores, no we're underscores, just
0: and you stay respecting it. We're
1: all respecting
0: it, but just no we'll underscores. We'll tell you at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're gonna go that conversation with him Thursday,
2: and that would be with the game against Vancouver, where the Hurricanes were one nothing uh victims if you will and it was kind of the Jacob Markstrom show i feel like um what were you guys kind of thoughts on that game depressing
1: yeah it was it's a little heartbreaking <laughs> um i thought we played a good game for the most part uh you know we made it to overtime got a point um but yeah i thought really overall we played pretty pretty well
2: yeah yeah i mean i it was one of those games where when it went to overtime, my thought was, okay, cool, we got a point. Because otherwise, I'd be disappointed. But at this point, I feel like whatever happens is like, you know, three-on-three three is its own monster. I'm not really going to be upset either way. Like, I'm kind of numb to the outcome of this game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think that the the Canes played great. I mean, they were, like, dominating at stretches. They gave up a lot of chances, but, uh, you know, the goaltending was good and the defense was pretty good. So it just all comes down to kind of a – Weird bounce off of a stick that yeah. leads to, a. I think it was Elias Pettersson that put that goal in. So, I mean, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess, on that one. Uh,
1: how did you guys feel? Because uh, that was the game with the Ajo goal controversy with the play being blown dead and all yeah. of that. And he got the, apo- uh, they said the ref came over and apologized to, I think, Jordan Stahl, either during play or after the game. Uh, and I guess it is what it is. But there's talk around it being, you know, should a play like that be allowed to be reviewable by a coach's challenge and stuff? And I was wondering where you guys stood on that.
2: I mean, personally, that you know, they changed the rules after the playoffs last year where you can review, like, pretty much everything. They can review, like, pucks in the net or Mm -hmm. um, hand passes and stuff like that. So I, I just feel like if you're, I don't know, video review is its own monster to me because I really hate when it's... First of all, I am not a huge fan of the offsides reviews. Okay. <laughs> I think that uh like sometimes we analyze it down to like a hair of space in between a guy's skate blade and the blue line and like it didn't really impact the play and it's kind of like what are we going to just have computers ref this game from now on or like are we going to put a sensor at the blue line like right. that some of it gets kind of ridiculous. Right. I think that they mm-hmm. should use it. I I agree with the people who say like, you know, have an official who's monitoring it like they do in Toronto but on on site watching kind of the broadcast angle and you can detect like obvious like oh yeah that should have been this that should have been that i don't really think that we need to be taking 5 minutes to decide everything like yeah. i feel like you can watch it one or two times at full speed and just give yourself a better angle to make the same call that you would have before so i think that if that was possible that they would have looked at that and said oh yeah that's a goal <laughs> right
0: mhm yeah i mean it's it's as It should be video reviewable. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how you can just let an obvious thing like that get away from you.
1: Are you talking about the Ajo goal? Right. The yeah. The only problem, I guess, with having something post whistle be reviewable is then you get into those weird waters where, because I know, because you didn't see it happen live, and you asked, like, your first question was like, "Well, did Mark like did Markstrom give up on the play?" Right. Because. You know, you play through the whistle, you can't. Are we then going to tell goalies, like, no, 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 like, you got to keep playing until the ref has that puck in his hand, pretty much? Well, okay, think
0: about it. I mean, again, I I hate to always do this, but think about the NFL, man.
1: Uh, Yeah, no. They they always
0: run the football to the end zone. Some guy picks the ball up, make sure they touch the guy. It's all of that little extra stuff because they have that video review. Yeah. And I mean, but so at this great. point,
1: though the the game since the beginning of time has been played through the whistle. The whistle ends play, which is why even as a Hurricanes fan, I'm not upset about it. Because you flip it, I would be on the side of like, no, like the whistle blew. Sure, should, did, right. is that not how luck. it should have gone? Yeah, but that's how the puck goes. Sometimes you kind of got to live with the results. And people would say, and maybe this is a good segue into the Calgary thing that we were. Beneficiaries of an offside uh, or of a challenge going our way, so like the puck luck balances out, kind of thing.
0: No, for sure. I mean, and that's you know, trying to play a little devil's advocate of like you know, but you're right. You're yeah. it's hard to disagree with that. Where it's always been a game of bounces, and it always will be in in many ways a game of bounces, no matter what rules implemented. Yeah. Um, bad luck. Yeah. Yeah. Unlucky. You
1: definitely hate to see it, but it just yeah. sucks that. I mean, your— too- what were you saying? Go ahead. No, you can go. No, you go ahead. There you okay, go. Okay. There you go. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it just, it sucks because if nothing else in that game goes differently besides just that whistle waiting a little bit longer, we win that game in regulation. You know yeah, what I mean?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to your point, Jacob, I think that like, I felt the same way when it happened. I was just kind of like, ugh. I mean, I guess it's kind of annoying, but it is what it is. Mm, like it happens all yeah. the time. And to be fair. To kind of defend the official in that situation, like, he's anticipating, like, he probably should have gained possession on there, but it ended up just tipping off his stick, so yeah. I mean, you're talking about, like, a split-second decision, and, like, I can see why he blew the whistle, but it was just annoying that it it happened to fall in, like, that kind of circumstance where the game was riding so hard on, on one goal yeah. being scored, but... Right. Um, I was kind of more annoyed at the... uh uh, uh, the fact that they were like, "Yeah, sorry, we messed that up. It should have been a goal." I was like, "Well, now I'm annoyed about it." Yeah, you know? I mean, I would have felt better about it if you just never said anything yeah. and we just were. I would have forgot about it. I honestly him. didn't even remember that happened until I saw like a tweet about it the next morning.
1: Yeah, that's very true. But I and I think the players hand handled it well too. You know, they weren't they weren't too like harping on it too much, saying like, "Well, we should have won. We should have won." Because at the end of the yeah. day, you know, if you still got to score more goals. You can't if it's zero right. zero, like it sucks, but it it is what it is, and I'm sure the I'm sure the ref will be better about it going forward too. Now that you know it's something something he's going to grow grow from too, so right. And he was I think I he mean, was a really new ref. mess up calls
2: all the time, so
1: yeah. And I think he was a really new ref. Uh, I think he was still like under twenty games refereed in the NHL. Yikes. So I'm sure he's super. I'm sure he was <laughs> had all types of anxiety. Oh, he definitely got
0: some shit. But yeah. Someone definitely gave that guy some shit.
1: But uh yeah, moving yeah. ahead to that uh a happier game, a more enjoyable game. How about uh Saturday and <laughs> Saturday in Calgary?
2: Yeah, yeah, that was a better one for sure. Um I mean matinee action. in the first period mm-hmm. it was it was James Reimer show. Like oh, yeah. uh the hurricanes would have been down to at least three nothing if oh, uh, it it kinda had like a Remember the game close to Thanksgiving against New York in New York, where they just looked terrible in the first period and gave mm-hmm. up a three spot.
0: That's yeah. what it felt like to me. Yeah. So and especially James of late, them. Especially of late, the the Flames have been looking a little stronger. Sean Monahan yeah. and Goudreau are off a little bit more. That new coach doing you know, yeah. all kinds of confidence yeah. boost
1: in the room. They're not getting kicked in the back of the head on the bench anymore. <laughs> For real. So. I have
0: to say <laughs> it's crazy what happens when guys like enjoy playing. Yeah, when, it's crazy. They don't have their coaches yeah. walking in in a clan sheet anymore.
1: <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Glad he's gone. But yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think I think most people are. Although yeah. I will say, like, I've seen some Calgary people be, like, disappointed. And I was like, mm, I mean, I just think you don't know anything but that one year of success you had. And so yeah. your view of that coach might be yeah. skewed. Like, I don't think that he's... Right. He's obviously not a good person, but like I don't yeah. think he was a great coach. Like he seems to lose rooms relatively easily when things don't go
1: well. Yeah, so, and and you know I mean, he was a Babcock disciple, so not not surprised yeah. the way he handled a room. The
0: shit apple doesn't fall far from the shit tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> shit <exactly>. apples, Randy. <laughs> but exactly, but yeah, we uh the a four zero shutout, nothing to complain about there, no at all, right, and.
0: The whole time they're just like, please no lacrosse goal, please.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you. Oh, did you see the fans tweeted sp-
0: like, I see that the
2: defense is pressuring Specht behind the net a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say
1: defense was giving him no time back there. You know, Riddick was waiting on it too. He was like, I wish, I oh, wish yeah. you go oh, sure. for it. You, so, sure. dude, I will, I will meet you outside the net. Like, I'll lay the body. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, did That's you awesome. hear Specht in his pregame interview with Trip Tracy when Trip was like, you know, it, would you do that again if you get the chance? And he was like, you want to see it tonight? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that, nice. kid's, that
1: kid's awesome dude
0: yeah what a jab yeah. i love that kid
2: dude can you imagine if that really happened like if he would have done it again how oh. like if you're the nhl marketing team you would have been like oh this is a gold mine like
1: that's true he did it dude,
0: again it's yeah. the same team same goal i mean oh. to, to be honest it's just a matter of choice for him yeah you know? I, if he
1: did it again Pretty he'd much. have to go right past their bench and just hang dong dude. Yeah. like you just gotta like let him know i guess i own you guys I he's, absolutely own you guys.
0: He's, he just doesn't want to show off. You know? Yeah, like like Trip would say, yeah. not, like Trip would say, he's not a typical Russian. <laughs> yeah, all that, <laughs> you're right.
1: All um, that pro, all that pro Russian bias Trip has. <laughs> 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 Super pro Russian that guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Didn't see any rushing questions in the uh the athletic interview with Trip Tracy. I was kinda of bummed out about that. It's probably a smart move. Yeah. do
0: yeah. You don't want to start World War Three. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's tense times right now. It all starts with Trip. Yeah. God.
2: Yeah. See trip has been on one on the broadcast lately. Oh. I'm yeah. always a fan of when he gets into talking about his uh past love life yeah. in the middle yeah. of a game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's an absolute he's a gem, dude. He is for sure. He is. All this new he is, press he's sure. getting kind of make me like, I, I kind of, I feel like I kind of get him now. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Where at first when the only doses I was getting was him being color on uh, the broadcast. Yeah. You know, before I was kind of like, all right, brother, like, we don't, <laughs> we don't care that much about what's going on in your life. To be honest, like the game's going on, is trying to get back to it. And but you realize he's just a troll. And probably in like the past, like three, four years though, I've been like, I think, I, I think I get it though. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Now I get it. Now I love it. Right. So. That's All good. the way to NBC. I love how
2: much shit John gives him on the broadcast, though, like very passively.
1: Yeah, for real. <laughs> or for he'll real. just
2: like take a long pause after he said something and be like, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> great. Like,
1: and we're not getting into yeah. that now. And Jordan Stahl brings the yeah. fuck up the <laughs> yeah, ice. He yeah. goes right
2: by, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's the master of comments like that. Those two oh, together yeah. are just like, it, it's so much. It's actually like fun to watch the broadcast just to listen to them like in addition to the game yeah. like it's entertainment in itself <laughs> for yeah. sure
1: and i'm sure that helps you know they're doing it's a simulcast now so it's on the radio too and that kind of stuff yeah definitely what keeps you kind of engaged like that's a good point you know yeah. so yeah they're a great team well, i and used like, to do that
2: anyway i used to if i was driving in my car i used to just p- plug up my phone to like fox sports go and just listen to them yeah. to them anyway like yeah. uh, rather than the radio it's just like i i don't know i just like i feel like when i listen to john Forslund, He's so good at play by play. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I don't even think you realize it until you listen to other people and you're like, oh, wow, this guy. Like oh, I yeah. actually feel like I know exactly what's going on in this game, even just listening to what he's saying.
1: Yeah. And he gets excited for both sides, which is yeah. something I appreciate. It's yeah. like you hear goal, yeah. and like if I'm even watching on TV and I'm out of the room, I have to run in to see, like, well, wait, who scored <laughs> yeah. it though? Cause it's like either way. You gotta listen for the goal horn. Yeah. Yeah. So the love him. Absolutely yeah. love him. And love kicking ass in Calgary. Um, yes. How have you guys felt, you know, Gauthier got called up for, I like, get was it three games? Did he get, was it, uh, or was it? Only, uh, yeah, three, I think it was four. three. Yeah, yeah. I think he was in all three of the Western games so far. How'd you, uh, how'd you guys feel about his performance out there?
2: I mean, I thought that he, he struggled a lot in his defensive zone. Yeah, I agree. Um, which is obviously pretty important. Like, I mean, I would say that that's the most important thing is getting the being able to get the puck out mm-hmm. of your zone. Because, like, here's yeah. the thing, and I think a lot of people don't realize this, they want to say, oh, you're good at offense, like, just give him more chances, and yeah. who cares if he's not great in his defensive zone. But the, the reality of it is, is that there's a much higher percentage of plays that you fail to get out of your defensive zone that score on you then it is a percentage of your great offensive shifts that end up in goals you know like you might have 10 great offensive shifts and get one goal but if you have 10 times where you could get the puck out and you don't i bet you get scored at least four of them you know
1: yeah
0: sure
2: probably yeah 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 I mean, from that and in, I think that he has a lot to work on. I thought offensively he was fine, but, I mean, I don't blame Rod for limiting his minutes in games where, yeah. you know, it, it was like close, tight-checking games. You can't make a mistake. I mean, you remember the Boston game. It
0: only took one mistake to lose the game, so you, you definitely yeah. don't want that. Well, you know, let's not let's not use that as an example because that was all Jay Gardner. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, Which gosh. against Boston, that's his, uh, that's his move. Yeah, <laughs> to give it yeah, up. Yeah, he's, he's Just, used to that. That is his MO.
1: Yeah, I thought, uh, <laughs> you know, he got his first NHL point on that McGinn goal. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was cool. And to go kind of jump into that, after hearing the explanation of why it was on sides, I 100% agree that that's an on sides play, even though it yeah. super, super sucks if you're a Calgary fan. Yeah. But. Uh,
0: right. Then you, okay, then you lose 3 0.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. Saying. yeah that's it, the thing is it didn't yeah.
2: like it didn't really kill them. I mean, there was definitely more. I mean, they didn't score, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. what goals got called back against you if you don't score, you can't win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: Is that was that the game where Gauthier almost got that? Uh, he walked some defenseman and then almost got that breakaway goal. I'm not sure. Uh, I think
2: it. Was, oh, are you are no, talking about like his little breakaway chance that yeah, was against that, Vancouver? Yeah, you're
1: right because that was against Tyler Myers up there. Oh, uh, Wow. Yeah. So. And but he, yeah, I
2: mean that that scores a lot, but Bergstrom yeah. just snared it, man. Yeah, was he did. A great save.
1: But so yeah, like you were saying, the offense is definitely there, but the two way game, he just looked not even if maybe he's good, it was just good at the game is the speed of it. He looked just a little like the speed was almost a little too much for him, uh, especially yeah. playing which that is understandable. Game. Absolutely, I,
2: mean, I just think he needs a little more seasoning. Yeah, in the AHL, but that he's got the tools. I mean, his when he makes a move to the net or when he's forechecking, like you can see the the skill there and like, it's exciting, but you gotta, you can't be a defensive liability and a liability in the neutral zone too. Like you gotta learn how to make those plays at full speed. And otherwise you're just not going to, you like the coach can't play you. I mean, it's just like taking too big of a risk. So,
1: yeah. And, uh, and, uh, you know, still have high hopes for him being, you know, he's still huge, still got good hands, you know, I could definitely see him becoming a really good middle six guy uh, in the NHL.
0: Yeah. And just because he, uh, has that offensive upside right now, in his game, you know, doesn't mean he's deserving or, you know, is deserving of so many more minutes either. Yeah. You got to you got to tame it a little bit. Work on the other side of your game. Yeah.
1: And Charlotte sucks right now, so he should get a lot of time if he works hard. So. I mean, he's doing
0: I think
2: he's their leading goal scorer, yeah. right? I, I think, think so, yeah. Him and Brian Givens. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which I guess yeah. is who they're going to call back up, I don't know. Or maybe I would assume. maybe Hollows back. Maybe that means that, that Howard, if Howard's getting back in the game, I'd love to see that third I mean, line come weeks. back together. Howard the single natures.
2: Yeah. yeah, me too. But,
1: and so, and you were saying, uh, Zach, uh, talking about how having to limit Gauthier's ice time and how playing on that fourth line, it kind of holds Martinook back, and he's yeah, been playing I mean, I real well both. lately.
2: Yeah, I think Martinook and McGinn together. First of all, I really like the two of them together. Yeah, um, and I like Martinook at center. Also, I think that he has the energy and the kind of like grinding level to really be good at center. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that those two. I mean, you saw it in the goal against Calgary. I mean, that was a beautiful goal um, by two fourth line guys that just you can see that finishing ability. Like you, you forget that. These guys are fourth liners, but yeah. Martinook and McGinn are both definitely capable of you know fifteen goal seasons. Um, yeah, it's not like ridiculous. When I mean Martinook did have fifteen goals last year, and you've seen McGinn at times, you know, be able to finish. Sometimes he mm-hmm. just hitting in the post on each performer.
1: Play, but, yeah, sometimes it's just like yeah. eighteen posts in a year or something like that. Right, and then that one yeah, overtime but goal. I mean, they, they really have counts. skill.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, they absolutely them playing together just. They can both skate well. They get to the corners, get to the dirty areas. This is the
0: first time I'll say, you know, I think they really have been earning those $2 million contracts too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely. Those are going to be one of those contracts that that's the type of guy we might end up losing just because Mm. they play so hard so well that there's a team out there that's going to be able to afford to give him again like a three-by-three for his penalty kill and third-line, fourth-line minutes. True,
0: true.
2: Right a Matt yeah, Martin type and, uh, situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, and like you were saying with the, you know, if it is a situation where the Hurricanes are calling someone else up, I think that their goal would be to put someone a little more trustworthy if you will on that line so that they can yeah. utilize that fourth line more, especially on the road, like you know, I mean they only have what two games left on this road trip, but mm-hmm. um on the road you get stuck in a lot of those matchups that you don't choose. So you know, your fourth line's out there in an icing yeah. situation or something and they throw out their top line and You don't really want like a rookie with with four games of NHL experience out there against like you know a Johnny Gaudreau or a Sean Monahan or you know people like that. So yeah, um, I think that allows you to kind of use that line and feel a little better about it. And I think that the Hurricanes are definitely a team that needs to roll four lines to you know keep up that high intensity forechecking game. So
1: yeah, yeah, that like like I had a
2: beauty of a goal against. uh, uh, who was it? A couple Edmonton, I guess. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. Martin, yeah. Goal. I mean, that, was, yeah, that was sick.
2: So there's been a couple of nice ones from them in mm-hmm. the last few games. I've I liked their game for sure. Yeah,
1: definitely. And getting him going will be good for the team. Like I said, then I could see him bringing up a guy like Gibbons where it's just simply a reliability thing. You know what you're going to get every time you put him out there and he can match McGinn and Martin, Nook style pretty well. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. Yep. But. Um, And then I I guess the other side of that Calgary game is that uh, James Reimer with another shutout. And um, I mean, he's just been, he's been killing it lately. The Um, Reimaster. To be honest with you guys, I think that he's been the Hurricanes' best goalie this season. Um, And that's no slight to Peter Mrazik. I mean, I think he's been good too, but Reimer's just been on a different level. Oh, yeah. and. You're kind of, uh, I tweeted this yesterday that, uh, I, I mean, I really think that I think James Reimer is a better goalie than Curtis McElhinney. And again, no disrespect to Curtis McElhinney. I love what he did last season, but basically the whole, like I know Curtis McElhinney as a goalie, you know, I I remember Uh him in Columbus and, and those situations. And I, when he did so well last year, I was like, when is this going to end or fall off? Like he's definitely performing above his, (laughs) his like average, you know, career levels for sure. Uh So, um, but James Reimer is a guy who's who's like Peter Morozik. You know, it's like it's like this is the Hurricanes are the team where goalies that you know people kind of got down on them for a year come back to like revive their careers and and get back to them their past selves. So I think that a, a James Reimer, you know, performing how he can is is great to have alongside Peter Morozik, and that's just a great one two punch.
1: Absolutely, and yeah. like you know, comparing him to Curtis McElhaney, this is the situation we had last year where both goalies are pushing each other to fighting for the fight for the start times. And Rod has shown, or I guess the goalie coach, whoever picks it, has shown that they're going to ride with whoever's hot. Everyone's going to get their time, but we're going to give, you know, Reimer's playing great. He's going to get the benefit of the starts here. And uh, if Marazic gets hot and Reimer gets cold, they're going to switch it up. And I think I saw stats online showing that Reimer has actually done – Rymory does super well on the road, not so great at home, and Morazic's the opposite. Right. He does super yeah, opposite, well at home, yeah. okay on the road. So it's kind of like there you, you have the same. Match made there. heaven. Absolutely. And I was going <laughs> to ask you guys, though, do you think the Hurricanes have kind of like cracked a code here where picking up these backup goalies with a year left on a contract, they have been good, <laughs> they have been bad, but kind of putting them into that, give them the chance to play, a legitimate chance to play for a contract, maybe not with us, but if we could do that every year, just find, like, that middle-of-the-road f- guy. Just keep
0: finding that guy in a contract For real. I, I think you can do that with any team if you put a good defense that's in front of them. That's what I'm saying, yeah. If you put a good defense in front of them, you can do that. And I,
1: But I think that's – there. That's I feel true. like that was our plan. Yeah. Just to, you know.
0: Well, I think I think that's where it went where, you know – Ron helped collect. Uh, Ron Francis helped collect a lot of good defensive prospects yeah. and things like that. A lot of good pieces. They were being coached and utilized poorly. Yep. And and then we came in and said, okay, let's let's figure out how to make this shit work with what we got, and you know, really take advantage of all these excellent defensemen instead of playing this like over uh, overly,
1: this, cautious yeah, overly cautious game. The overly cautious defensive game. Yeah.
0: Um. And, you know, play their other strengths, but for sure, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that
2: the Hurricanes defensemen are so skilled in addition to be, I mean, you look at a guy like, I mean, take either of them, Brett Pesci or Jacob Slavin, who are yeah. obviously the guys we always are talking about, but they're both so good defensively, but also so skilled, like yeah. underratedly so. So, I mean, yeah. if you're taking away their ability to provide a possession game, I mean, their zone entries are great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Pesci and Slavin are both great passers. Uh, they, they both have like not great shots, but, you know, can score. Um, and have scored so i think when you allow them to jump into the game i mean they don't even have to play defense as much and they're not they're not you know working as hard on d because they're part of the process of keeping the puck in the offensive zone which is like obviously a great way to play defense right is yeah keeping the puck out of your zone the whole game
1: yeah i mean our defense it's just it come i feel like it comes down to skating they're just from top to bottom we skate so well that you can make like that's you don't have to be a great shooter, obviously, if, you know, you can get yourself in great positions you to get great, good shots, you know. So just such good skating that yeah, it's tough to play against. And For that, sure. I mean, you saw that against, like, when we get rolling, other teams that, I mean, just, that's how we end up dominating, like, whole periods is we just, the whole team gets rolling. There's not a lot of teams that can skate with us, honestly.
0: And that's why we need to really double down on this on this uh, effort the team's putting in and trade for Taylor Hall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> send them doggies, send them natures, and two first-round picks.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I think there's a few teams in that. I mean, obviously, like for anyone that doesn't know, it's been pretty clear the Devils have been in on trading Taylor Hall. I mean, they are. it's time to sell some guys and kind of look to the future a little bit. They kind of made some moves in the off season and are still performing in the bottom of the league. So yeah. that's definitely rebuild time. Uh, they've held Taylor Hall out of what is it? Three games now?
1: Two I or say three. It's two or three games um, now.
2: Yeah. So clearly there's, there's serious traction on the trade front. I think there's a few teams interested. I've heard Arizona, I've heard Florida, uh, Colorado. So, I mean, who, who do you think Taylor Hall helps the most?
0: out of those guys, out of those teams, I mean. I mean, he's a big plus on any team he goes to, but probably Arizona yeah. uh, in terms of, you know, where they – I mean, they, they are in the top of the Pacific right now, but it's really going to put them over the edge. Colorado, I don't think, needs help to be to do that already. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you you find room for him on the team – because right now, what's he's only six and a half, so they could probably squeeze that in somehow.
1: Yeah, but it, he's going to be a UFA. Yeah, I mean he's only so. he's only
0: there for one season. Colorado can't afford to keep him. Uh, Arizona, I don't know. You know, I don't know what they're. Yeah. do. Arizona probably could. Yeah, who knows, right? Say, and
1: with Florida, um, that'd be a real bold on the GM's part to invest ten million and in, uh, into a goalie, <laughs> and then potentially because I feel like whoever trades for him ideally would want to sign and trade. I think. Right. Right. Um, and Which is why Arizona, would, I think, makes the most sense. Yeah, for yeah for Florida to be kind of ballsy to put another nine and a half million into a player that may or may not pan out. Because Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky has not done well so I far hope, this season.
0: I hope he fucks the whole game up and he signs somewhere for like two years at like $11 million or something <laughs> stupid.
1: And the league just doesn't know what to do. Yeah,
0: <laughs> He doesn't sign a <laughs> The players a directly
1: cause a lockout just because yeah. like, the are like, we're not doing this. We don't like <laughs> 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 but. Yeah, no, I'd, yeah, I think Arizona would be cool. Uh, I just, I don't know. Well, so He's expressed a lot of interest in going and testing UFA. While so. we're
0: talking about Arizona, I, I look at, like, the lines. And on the top line, according to Daily Faceoff, Nick Schmaltz, Christian Dvorak, Christian Fitcher. Second line, Clayton Keller playing in the left wing. Stepan in the center, Vinny Hedestroza. On the third line... Kraus, Soderberg, and Kessel. Which, even though Kessel's not playing great, that's a disgusting third line. Mm. And then their fourth is Grabner, Richardson, and Garland. I mean, put any put Taylor Hall anywhere in that top nine, yeah, shit gets scary. Yeah, put dude Loki, put yeah. him on that third line with Kessel and Soderberg, and bump Kraus down to the fourth line. Dude, yeah, I'm just saying. Just, I'm just saying. Saying. I'm not saying. I, mean, I'm I think Taylor Hall is good enough to get a lot of guys going, and if
2: he if he can you know use his playmaking ability and his just skill level to even draw space for phil kessel i think that that's that's what phil kessel needs to really get going i mean obviously he can score goals so if you give him space to do it like you know it's it's pretty much a given that he'll he will start scoring more goals so yeah i mean that would
0: that would definitely be a good fit there i think for sure um, I mean it and comes it, down to the money though. And yeah. it's kind of just a joke if you look at the possibility of him joining Colorado with those lines. Like you put him on right. If you put him on a line with fucking McKinnon or if you put him on a line with with Gabe Landeskog, it's just crazy. And then dude,
1: put it, put him there put him there That's with disgusting. A, Does Burkowski play with Kadri.
0: Right now it's they got uh, on daily faceoff. So. They got Burkovsky playing with McKinnon. <sighs>
1: dude, oh, put, dude put God, like man Who's, so who, who's
0: their second line? Oh, uh, their second line's uh Kadri, Skog, and Randon. Jesus, Jesus,
1: dude, put him up, yeah, put him up there that with McKinnon and Berlakovsky, dude. Oh, yeah,
0: and then you God. can put Donskoy down on the third. Well, see, that's the thing. Their third line's Calvert, uh, Belmar, and Yachuskin, which is a pretty good third line too. Yeah. I don't know who. You, that's the thing. They they almost don't even have the roster space.
1: Yeah, and for <laughs> what for what uh, I think. New Jersey's asking because it's starting with the first round pick and a high end prospect. I think that's where the deal absolutely starts from. And Colorado, almost a roster player. Yeah, Colorado has a lot of top end prospects still Definitely. sitting back there on defense that I don't think they really want to move on from, especially if Taylor Hall is not even gonna sign there. Right. Um I think right. they've I think yeah. they've built up a lot like the Hurricanes have through the draft, through developing. And I I think they're smart enough not to do what New Jersey did, which is build and then try right. to blow your blow your load at the, on a bunch of question marks and yeah. Now you're stuck with PK Subban at whatever he's getting paid for another four years and he's not doing anything. And
0: I saw some uh, clickbait fake tweet, Chicago Blackhawks fake tweet. It was like uh, Taylor Hall traded for Brent Seabrook, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs>
2: I had to do a quadric- Dude, yeah, if you search Taylor Hall on Twitter, have you seen how many like people trades. have made fake accounts like specifically for this where they'll put like the, oh the team's God. logos and the team name and then like some emoji that like looks like it could possibly be like a checkmark if you're just glancing and then they'll just announce these ridiculous trades. That's exactly what this was. <laughs> it's, it's, and, uh, there's like pages of it, dude. <laughs> I was I love going it. through just like oh, it's
0: crazy. The internet. Who who has time for that? Oh. Oh, there's people that got time. <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people yeah. got a lot of I mean, time. Lot of why, do you, why do you think Cody's not here? <laughs> we have we have about <laughs> yeah, trolling. Yeah. Cody's doing. Cody's,
2: like, like, uh,
1: Cody's, like, Cody's, Cody's head of the talk trolls Hull. department, dude. <laughs> <laughs> send him out there yeah. to stir shit up.
2: Yeah, but now that you mentioned it, I do agree. Like I think that Colorado has done a great job of building similar to the Hurricanes really, like in their philosophies of, of building a team from drafts and whatnot and, you know, developing your talent instead yeah. of going out and getting it. Yeah. And I mean, we just get proven more and more every day, um, why like how that's the model for success. I mean look at Pittsburgh, like how how many years do we keep waiting for the penguins to fall off and they just won't? And it's because all of their draft picks just keep working out and working out and
0: they just keep mm-hmm. replenishing as you, you know and they're finding you guys like that, Gensel late Sorry to cut you off, Zach. As you say that, uh no. Tristan Jari, he's like the top of the save percentage list. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I mean Yeah, he's got like a nine four something mm-hmm. save percentage and yeah. like a one
2: one seven or one eight goals against. I mean, like what the heck, man? Just when just when they're like, Oh, Matt Murray's like kind of falling off. They're like, It's okay, we have another absolute stud just yeah. waiting to play.
1: And it helps having I mean, uh, crazy. Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon in those respective locker rooms. I think that does true. It does a yeah. lot for the team. It takes a lot of pressure off everybody else. That's true. When you have two of the best in the world. Yeah.
0: Well, and it also just speaks to the systems, yeah, that are developing these players mm-hmm. too and forming these. I mean, look at hey, obviously you got some mentorship between McKinnon and, and Crosby, but we talked about it last week too with the whole uh, uh, McKinnon— Talking about how he you know, would be willing to take less money and shit like that. The culture that's being built uh, in some of these teams that yeah. you know is a very winning team, thriving mentality. mentality. Yeah, it, Marner. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speak, so so sp- that is actually a good
2: little topic. There is what, what's your what's your thoughts on the on Nathan McKinnon saying that? Because there's a little bit of like almost controversy, I guess, if you will. With those kind of statements of like uh, coming out and saying I'm willing to take less money, you know, to give us a better chance of winning, like what what is your kind of thought on that philosophy as a player? My first
0: thought goes to like as a, as a civilian, you know, it's like it's like I could never I could never be like oh you know, or you just, it's immediately one of those it's easy for you to say you take less money type situations, yeah. right? So it's right. it's so hard to put yourself in those shoes. Um, of of what you would do if you were in someone else's in someone else's yeah. shoes, uh, being offered exuberance amounts of money, and then you just yeah. being able to swallow any amount of pride to just go, yeah, I'll take mm-hmm. uh, I'll take a fifteen percent. No pay one cut. in their job would do that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like in the Regular it, it, world. Exactly. So I mean, it almost just comes mm-hmm. with this realistic expectation that why should we apply that to anyone else's, yeah. you know, professional sports? It's kind of you know not to get too any which way with it, but it's the same also thing where. You know, there's certain you know uh, billionaires and things like that where people want them to take pay cuts. It, it you know it plays to the same mentality of like you don't need all that. I mean, mm-hmm. these guys don't right. need all that money, but they're definitely putting yeah. a lot on the line to earn it. Yeah, um, which is obviously is yeah. a, is a big And it's difference, only there, there for so long too. It's not yeah. like you know they're the CEO of a
2: company for thirty years. Like they have you know ten years maybe if they're great to really like
0: to make the most money they can, out of it and yeah. then that's it for the rest of their life. Yeah, and I think Jacob, you brought it up last week. You, uh, I'll let you speak on it, but you were talking about how that fucks with the PA. Too. Yeah, I would say
1: as a, when you're mm-hmm. those when you're those top of the line players, uh, you you was, like everyone was waiting for Marner this offseason. You set the market, and um, you, if you know if every superstar on every team took seven million for the next ten years, then uh, you know guys like Furlan or whatever who got like four and a half, they couldn't justify asking for that much money, and so. The PA kind of has a standard of what you need to get paid and set in the market for everybody else. And it makes it tough, but it's tricky. Guys like McKinnon, guys like Crosby, I think there's like an understood, they're so generational, so one of a kind that they're going to make their money back in advertising and sponsorships. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's part of it is understood in that. So, yeah. They, you know, yeah. They but, set the market to a degree, but it's they're not really a comparable. They're candidate. outliers, yeah.
0: in it for sure, so, yeah. But but all, it's, it's a good thing. It's to definitely
2: do. not something that an agent's gonna, you know, if a team's gonna throw out. Well, look at Nathan McKinnon, he's making seven million a year. An agent's gonna be like, okay, how about let's look at Artemi Panarin or something? You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, yeah. Or yeah. the right. seven other guys that are making eleven million. dollars, You know, um, but yeah, I do. That's the first thing I think about is. If Nathan McKinnon takes a "quote unquote" team-friendly deal, and let's say he's making eight million dollars for several years, I mean, what's Kale McCarr going to do when when yeah. he, it's time for him to re-up? You know, is he going to be able to ask for ten, or is he going to feel like he can't? Or you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's almost a discussion you you kind of have to have with your fellow teammates, even because yeah. you you could very well be screwing up a lot of you know uh, mid-tier guys, if you will, that are in that kind of three to five million dollar range it's it's a lot harder to push for that when you've got one of the, i mean to me i think nathan mckinnon is arguably the best skilled player in the league i mean obviously connor mcdavid is unbelievable yeah. Sidney crosby still unbelievable but when i watch nathan mckinnon play i mean he just does things that i think a lot of guys can't do at all so yeah definitely. i mean if that's your your mark it's it's really hard to even if it is an outlier like you know when that's on your same team it's hard to get those guys, you know, they kind of run out of, of uh, leverage, I guess, to get their money.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of, and that's the other part of it is not only do you set a price structure for the NHL, but more importantly and more directly, you set that price structure within your own organization. And um, so hopefully for, you know, getting a little back into the Hurricanes, this deal that Ajo signed kind of helps us moving forward, getting guys like Dougie signed and eventually Andre after that. And then Nature's after that. So I'm hoping that helps us out, but we'll see how that goes. So, but I think it's the secret to success. That's how you know that you give your team the flexibility to maybe we overpay a guy for a year or two, but you're set for the next seven. Let this guy make his five million that he might not earn long term, but right. we have the space to do that kind of thing to get us to championships. So, yep.
2: Right. And I think that, it, you know, team friendly is kind of like thrown around a lot. There's a, there's a big difference between, I, I mean, I think that Nathan McKinning getting paid anything below 10 million is team friendly. Like he's yeah. that good. Yeah. So you know, are agree. we talking, he's going to accept a $7 million deal or are we yeah. talking like a $9 million deal? You probably know, there's something. There's a big difference
0: between the two. I think that. What's his
1: number? Is he 92? Yeah. He's getting a $9.2 million deal, dude. I'm calling him. No, no, no he's, he's 29.
0: He's 29. Oh, he's 29? He's yeah, taking
1: yeah. a $2.9 million yeah.
0: deal? 2.9. Wow, yeah. He'll reverse it. He'll reverse it yeah, and take yeah, the 9.2. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. It's probably going to be like
1: 9.29 yeah. or something like that, though. You're right. That Sidney Crosby shit.
0: You're absolutely right. But <laughs> It's hilarious.
2: Yeah. Well, all right, guys. I think that we've kind of we touched on some hurricanes. We touched on some around the league stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, I appreciate you guys. Hell yeah, dude! Joining yeah. me for this one. Yeah. It's thanks all, for uh, thanks for having us know, on. Done it a few times, but we got to keep doing it. Jacob, it was nice to finally talk to you. I know
1: we finally <laughs> met. Kind of, you know.
2: Yeah, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Cody's
0: still just lost in the abyss
1: somewhere the, out yeah, there. He's in the, the, the ether. middle
2: of the ocean or something.
0: Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I think yep. he's in the middle of the ocean. All right, boys. <laughs> all right, Zach. Man, yeah, it was always a pleasure. We'll do it again, dude. <laughs> What a guy. What a pal. What a pal. What a guy. What a friend.
1: Yeah, definitely good conversation, though. Touched For on sure. a lot of stuff. For sure. So I hope you all enjoyed that. Again, go follow him at SS Kane's podcast. Boom. On all, I think, I don't know if he's on all the socials. Twitter, at least. Go check him out.
0: On all the socials that he's on. Mm-hmm. Do it.
1: Do it, do, do it. it. Do it.
0: Uh, yo, so I guess kind of moving along. They fired Jim Montgomery from Dallas. Yeah. This was a little mm-hmm. bit ago. Conduct reasons is mm-hmm. what we're told is, is the reason, but the details, no other information has been released yeah. as, as far as I know.
1: And people were fired up about that, which, which is kind of fucked up. It is kind of fucked up. And I guess coming off the back of, you know, it was all of those abuse allegations that were going around and all that stuff. Uh, People, anything that happens, people were like, that's what it was. That's what it was. Coming off the NHL's meeting about it too, I think. Right. Where they met with the Kimalu and stuff. But then if you kind of take a step out of that, this, he, j- he was let go for it. It doesn't mean that it was any kind of abuse or anything. like It could be something. Per- he could have, he could have, you know, a serious gambling problem. Right. Right. And they found out, oh, he's betting on games but ju- or whatever it was. And it's a serious thing. Don't you don't want to put it out to embarrass him, embarrass his family? But that's his conduct kids. reasons. That is conduct reasons. So, but
0: well, see, that just what happens. Then you kind of get into that category of like you know buzzwords and shit like that. You know, especially as it relates to what's been going on. Yeah. So anything talking about conduct, quote unquote, yeah, is going to cause a stir.
1: Yeah, I and mean, even if it was something awful like that, if the person who came forward came to the came to the people who could do something about it, maybe they said, "I don't want this. I don't want this out there." Whatever it was. And then at that point, you know, that he got fired. He's out. If I'm sure, if another team calls about him, that information will be shared if it's pertinent to a job. And that, and at the end of the day, I mean, that's kind of what you all you can ask for. But
0: exactly, we just
1: don't know anything. And to assume and indict off of that, is and we probably won't until the,
0: the uh, it comes out on the whenever uh, it comes out on the Chicklets, yeah, you know, you know
1: Chicklets episode on the thirty for thirty, yeah. But it is interesting and kind of you know moving into. Uh, Peter DeBoer was also let go from San Jose for not for not, reasons. and that's what we, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about is now how tough it's now going to be for a team to move on. from... Find a
0: coach who isn't a fucking racist. Well, dickhead. Find a
1: find a coach, a but then also move on from a guy and not have that guy then be linked to,
0: to another guy. To, well,
1: that to be linked to something that that's not the reason he was fired. Like they said, right, right. this was not conduct. This was. Team performance. That's what like we're not trying to put this label on. Him. I'll tell you another one.
0: My theory, crackpot theory, is it was conduct, and this is their way of saying that they're not going to tell you what's going on.
1: It's that a could, straight, it could be that straight too. cover up. It could be that too. They're like,
0: look, we saw how Dallas just fucked this up. Yeah, <laughs> we want to do this too and get this dickhead out of here. Yeah, but we're not doing it like you assholes did it. We that's don't true. want the drama.
1: That's true. So
0: and that even still caused a little stir.
1: Yeah, just because of the timing. Uh, yeah. And it was interesting because I know last podcast we were talking about how a team hadn't made a move, an official move based on conduct. And then, of course, yeah. the Montgomery thing happened. So yeah, that's perfect. I this, also
0: saw something someone tweeted out. There's been like five coaches fired since the Red Wings won a game. <laughs>
1: dude, oh, we can get into that later on when we start talking about But, dude, Red Wings suck. Oh, yeah. Dude, what if they got Taylor Hall, dude? Dun, wow. Dun, dun, dun. Dylan Larkin wow. and Taylor Hall together, dude. Sick. But uh, yeah, I guess we should have brought that up with Zach. Didn't even think about it. Um, whatever. But yeah, it's just kind of seeing how teams are going to be able to navigate moving on from people. If does it now go completely behind closed doors? Which some that summer theorizing, the NHL set up this hotline for it all now. That kind of thing.
0: To be honest, it should. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with these people being found out within the organization, being let go, and then being and then being you know professionally blacklisted as it applies. Yeah. There's no reason that has to be some big public spectacle. Yeah. If it comes out, it comes out, and it'll be shared. And, you know, these experiences are good for people to learn from and learn about, but it's not on the person inquiring when they are afforded that information. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess,
1: though, and then on the other side of that, you have people who want them, if a guy is a piece of shit, they want them out of the sport of hockey completely. Where And so... right. So, you know, if a guy gets professionally blacklisted, you know, sure, he's never going to work in the NHL, the AHL, any of the major leagues, but he could still go to you. He could go to other, you know, countries, other or other countries, other youth teams and all that stuff. So I get it from maybe, that yeah. stance where you right. want it kind of complete uh, transparency, but it's still kind of it's, you know, it's their sandbox, their playground. Mm. So that's true. They're going to handle it how they want to handle it. It's um, I think we've made good steps. Obviously, it's not fixed yet, but in these past couple months, this past year, good steps have been made. Hands have been forced. Do you
0: think that like so. there's been like three? Like you got Babcock, you got this stuff with Montgomery, you got Bill Peters, Couple, you know, all this stir with all these coaches and you know who did what about this. Do you think it's all is just going to kind of die and we're not going to hear about it again for a little while?
1: Probably. Yeah. That, that I'm sure, without a doubt, that's what the league is actively working towards. They got the new CBA coming up. They got the TV deal. You can't. They want to, as a company, Lock sure, this shit up. Bury it, yeah. Yeah. Bury it and never look back.
0: Like, Damn. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. it um,
1: sucks. You know, it's not what you want, I guess. But you just hope that, a, I mean, that's definitely what's going to happen. That's just how, that's how the media works now. That's how people work now is we're on to the next thing. But you hope that the league continues to try to make changes within themselves.
0: And well, and that maybe it'll be the avenue because we're so attention-deprived uh, is, you know, or, or we can't focus on shit, uh, that'll help it be able to be behind closed doors. Yeah. You hope.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. But we'll see. We'll just kind of have to see how it goes going moving forward. But, yeah. On to some, uh, some other pretty shitty news. We have DeHaan getting hurt, uh, hurting the same shoulder that he had surgery on. This was kind of people's fear, even with us signing him originally. Uh, yeah. That, you know, that he he would never be able to be fully healthy again. So, you know, best wishes to him, quick recovery, all that stuff. He was a he was only here a year, but he, I mean, still one of the fan favorites. To this day, honestly. People yeah. still, he was the man. And more ex Hurricanes, Furlin on LTIR, dude.
0: I've been saying, man. I yeah. told y'all.
1: We we definitely dodged a bullet trying to True. people were people were ready to do. People were ready to give him
0: Tom Wilson money.
1: Yeah, like seven by do people were ready to give him like seven by six. Saying like he'd be worth it for what he brings. <laughs> it's like, he's gotta
0: literally be able to bring it. Yeah, he's
1: like he's gotta be able to show up. You so, can't do that
0: if it's shattered in pieces. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Uh I mean, sucks for him. I liked him yeah. as a as a hurricane. I did like Blair. what he brought to the table, but that kind of player, man, you have a shelf life and I think it's starting to catch up to him. Yeah. So I hope I hope he handles it well and recovers correctly and all that stuff. And he can be effective.
0: Other uh, other scary injuries, man, uh, and, and conditions. Oscar Lindblom, you yeah. and a scarcoma.
1: Crazy. Apparently it's something, uh, it's typically only found in kids. Like, it's typically found... 10 to 20-year-olds is what yeah, I was reading. Keeping him in our thoughts, dude. That, I mean, that's fucking awful. He's a, definitely out for the rest of the season. The Flyers have put out their statement and everything. So, um, yeah, I hope he gets all the help he can and gets back to playing the sport he loves or definitely. doing whatever he loves, you yeah, know?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, Again, man.
1: Dude, scary stuff going on in hockey, dude. Uh, how do you say that? I think it's – I don't know. I think it's Tyler Tynan or Tinnan. I'm not sure.
0: Tyler Tynan, Tyler Tinnan. Uh Poor fucker, dude. Dude, yeah. Ugh. Where I, – I don't want to see the video. I'm sure you – I still haven't. I still okay, have good. not. Okay, good. Because I know you'd be the fucker to show me. <laughs> yeah. where, where where on his leg was it? Near his ankle? Near I think his it was thigh? Where
1: the was the femoral artery? I don't know there. Where that is. It's like in your. It's like in your like inner thigh area. It's oh. so, like, yeah. Um, no. Apparently it was apparently like see it was a seriously gruesome scene. No. We've really taken a dive in this fucking podcast. It was started out <sighs> all lighthearted and fun, good conversation with Zach. Now we're out here talking about Dude. terrible shit, man. But and, um. They said he is in a stable condition. Uh, they got him to the hospital immediately. Um, yeah, scary stuff. Definitely scary. And that, that's where you got to – having good medical staff on the bench is so key. Yeah. So, so key. It reminds me of that of uh, – what was the guy's name? Uh, Clint Mallarchuk, Isn't that – wasn't his name? Uh, mallarchuk Something like that. The
0: guy who got his throat cut. Yeah,
1: the goalie from forever. Ago. We've all seen that video. Yeah.
0: <sighs> Fuck, man. Yeah, dude, it was – that's like something out of a goddamn snuff film. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. brutal. Yeah. Play, think, it just, like,
0: think about that like right now, like, I haven't seen it in a while, but I can picture it in my head. Like, that shit's on the internet, yeah. just chilling. Uh, dude,
1: I watched I watched a show <laughs> on like Fox Sports or ESPN, one of those sports science shows yeah, yeah. where they made him re-watch the video of it happening. Fuck. And so, <laughs> they put like sensors on him, and they were trying to see, I guess the whole thing was seeing, you know how, like how you watch something and it's almost like you can feel it happening. Yeah, you know, like having
0: PTSD. (laughs) Yeah, but like,
1: but uh, I guess they were trying to see uh, if that, they were showing people like crazy shit like that happening and your brain, your brain does react similarly when you watch it happen to like, if it was happening to you and they made it, they made him rewatch it.
0: Humans are empathetic, you don't say.
1: (laughs) Dude, they made him watch it. like every, like everything just spiked. He was just, and it just, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? This is torture. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he had to sign all kinds of waivers. Just, yeah, for real. Like, yo, remember when you almost died in front of, like, hundreds of people? Let's, let's go gonna back to that, that. We're going to put
0: it on TV yeah. <laughs> and have film you watching Yeah, it. we're going to see how you react.
1: Go. Just no pats. <laughs> Sweat is appearing on his brow. That's rough, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Best wishes to Tyler Tynan, dude. For yeah, real. For sure.
0: And he was a junior player, wasn't he, or something? Yeah, I think like it
1: that? happened yeah. like, the OHL, yeah. I think. So...
0: Um, and then in recent news came out, the NHL's, uh, decided no world cup. This come coming around.
1: Yeah. Uh, they would, the, it came out earlier in the year. I think like beginning of the, uh, 2019 that it was going to be 2020 was their plan to try to get some sort of world cup set up. I think the last one they had was in 2016. Um, yeah, I guess it just, they didn't have enough time. It's not in the cards. They didn't want to throw it together sloppily. And again, it kind of goes back into the CBA and all that stuff where you don't want to make the waters rockier than they have to be going right. into a serious negotiation like this right <clears throat> but and I think the players still even when it came out I was reading some stuff like Stamkos and Hedman were talking about it where it's like that kind of stuff like it's fun I guess but it's still it's not the Olympics like, right you're playing in the World Cup and all that but
0: it's it's more fanfare than anything. Yeah, else. it's
1: not the same. It's not the same feel. So yeah. I really wish they could figure something out to get the teams back to the Olympics. But there's just so much stingy ass so league, logistics. man. Stingy league.
0: I mean, there's at the end of the day, it's a stingy league. Like, what do you yeah, want?
1: but from the again, going back to the PA side, the majority of those players in the NHL PA aren't making the Olympic teams. You know what You're I not mean? Not wrong. So they're saying like, why? Why do? Why am I going to take two weeks off? And, you know, you you guys go over there, may get hurt. Now you're affecting, you know, directly affecting me because you're the best player on my team. Yeah,
0: well, also the same, I I mean, I agree. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, be the best. I agree. No, I I agree.
1: Again, I I want him in the Olympics. I think it's a lot of fun. I think the players love it. Even, and I say, you know, there's more guys. I'm sure a lot of those guys that play hockey love to watch their, watch their friends, their teammates go out and play for their country. Yeah. some of them probably love that two-week break to rest in the middle of the season. No shit. So, but.
0: I, mean, I mean, I guess we have the All-Star. I know it's not quite the same thing, but we have the All-Star game every year, the All-Star yeah. weekend. Yeah. There's games off from that, and there's like, there's only select people going to that. Yeah. Obviously, it's it's NHL-related, so I'm sure there's some, you know, that's like
1: pay time make, off and shit like money. that. They make money. They make the money from it.
0: Well, maybe they got to give them some PTO then. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, you know, a crew. Yeah. <laughs> Olympic
1: PTO. Yeah. Jesus. Kuznetsov uses it all up ahead of don't time. Blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, Boys, I just needed to rest that day. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so uh Cody wishes he was here. The the day of reckoning has finally come. I know he's been asking for it. He's been praying for the been praying on the downfall. Yeah. <laughs> the oilers are finally struggling.
1: Yeah. They have lost four straight now and seven of their last nine. Which
0: I like I'd seen in the in the headlines that they're, you know, the quote unquote struggling oilers. I'm thinking like, they're still really good, and yeah. they're still pretty up high in the standings. But I mean, seven out of the last nine is not that's, pretty. That's a rough four slide. in a row. That's yeah. like last year type shit.
1: Yeah, they, um, and it's kind of coming down to uh, the fact that it's if Connor and Dryside aren't playing, not they're playing well. If they're not playing out of their minds, the there's just not the supporting cast around, and the goaltending has not been great. But um they just can't score five on five. They still have the I think their power play is still the best in the league. Right. And why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? And obviously we look at the points leaders, McDavid and Dreisidle still up there. Yep. But James Neal is kind of cooled off. Uh he's putting he's potting points on the power play, but fuck man, you're out there with McDavid and Dry You well, better be. Yeah, you bet like no one's looking at you.
0: Th- while why you brought it up in thirty five games, they both have fifty seven and fifty six McDavid Dreisidal.
1: I mean, it's insane. Yeah,
0: they're, they're video and game so players. So if they're
1: not, if they're not each putting up like a goal and an assist every night, the Oilers aren't. They don't have the depth scoring. Yep. They and like like no five on five goals. I think and I think in the past, I think I wrote it down here. They in the past five games, they've given up twenty goals. That's
0: fuck. Well, there's that goaltending showing. Yeah, true goaltending
1: the defense. Uh, yeah. They I have. Mean, I know they have the Ethan Barricade playing. He's a rookie and
0: going back to uh, when we beat them on Tuesday, six to three. Yeah. You know, and, and they he, pushed. They yeah, pushed you got then... fucking Dougie beaten in that uh, mm-hmm. half fucking uh, ice cold.
1: I know, taking away Ajo's second hat trick in a row. Yeah, locker room cancer. Get him out, dude. <laughs> Trade him for Taylor. They Hall. He would have
0: pulled the goalie. He would have had his. Oh
1: man, dudes. he would have been. He would have been like the first finished player since like uh, what's his name to. Score back to back hat tricks in the game. It's trash. I know. In Hall. his sophomore season, Trade you know, was, for Hall, yeah.
0: <laughs> he is what he's. The, and then I, I don't know if we mentioned this. He's like the the third fastest player to reach 100 goals from the 2015 draft. Yeah, right behind McDavid and Michael. Yeah, sick mm-hmm. second round pick. You gotta love that. And Got then one. speaking of McDavid, dude, in that game against Edmonton, he fucked up that penalty shot.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. Um,
0: I I had tweeted out too like uh, yo, Rymers, I think, just telekinetic.
1: Yeah, I think it probably I think he did he saw it. He it was, was saying it's like,
0: termination, I no, just moved it with his mind. He, he was like Magneto.
1: It was weird though, because I watched it happen and I wasn't it it almost was like, of course that's gonna happen to to, to them this game. Just mm-hmm. like that was the way the game Everything felt. was going wrong. Everything was going our way, like just the Hamilton shit, like all of it. I was just, all of it. I was just like, of course that's how it's gonna go for them this game. And I'll take those points. 10 out of 10 days of the week like,
0: <laughs> sure. hey we need to do that against some Eastern Conference teams For too. Real
1: against some Metro teams Jesus Christ I know good God um you know, like we were saying kind of jumping into the stats a little bit McDavid Drsidedal still up there Nathan McKinnon jumped up yeah though.
0: he's well, him and Marshan are both at 50 points finally
1: yeah. uh, pasta still is he still leading the league in goals I don't know I think he might be I feel like he has to be you think he's gonna put up 50 this year?
0: 50 goals, he could. 50 G's, it's possible. He's, Pot got, he's got 28 goals in 34 games. He could totally do it. It's dumb. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, he's literally. Eichel's on got 23. That. That's pretty sick.
1: Yeah, he's fucking.
0: Eichel's leading, like, leading his team. Like, he's like 20 points ahead of anyone on his team.
1: Uh, Who's surprised, dude? <laughs> he's good, man. He's good. We should trade for him. You think they'll do it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we should trade for Skinner though. We
1: should get Skinner back.
0: Yeah, we should trade for Hall and Skinner.
1: I was say, dude, Hall goes back to Edmonton. Skinner comes back to Carolina. Dum, dum, dum. And then trade for
0: Eric Stahl, baby, and then we just bring it all back. Mm-hmm.
1: Bring the whole squad back together. Hire bring Bill, more suits Hire up. Bill Peters. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changes. Uh, it's the one thing you gotta learn about this world. Mm. Damn. <laughs>
0: Cole. Um,
1: yeah, I think that's it, though. We pretty much covered it. Um, so Philadelphia is still ahead of us, huh?
0: Now we're in the third place in the Metro right now.
1: So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, what? Who? Who's in fourth? Is it Philly? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh still fucking killing it. Yeah. They're, Cro- they're three Crosby's points ahead. I
0: think so. I think Crosby's still out. Yeah, they're three points ahead of Philly. Whew. I know.
1: Damn. And Edmonton's fallen. Mm-hmm. They, they're they not in the, in the playoffs in no. the Pacific anymore. Are Edmonton's
0: are they? second in the Pacific. Oh, they're second? That's why I was like, why are these articles coming out about how they're doing so bad? Like, yeah, they've had a really bad stretch, but they've been really good. Yeah, they
1: started out hot enough. It was kind of like the Hurricanes. We went on that like, four game losing streak where it's like we started out hot. And that affords you the chance to do that stuff.
0: Yeah, but but the is eight one and one in their last ten, so they could take that spot very soon. Oh yeah, I mean they're, they're, really they're tied well. at forty they're points. Playing really well lately. And Winnipeg's at forty points in the wild card. So there's three teams yeah. in the second, third, and wild card spot all at forty points. So, yeah, you know it's gonna it's gonna switch a lot. Yeah, there's Tight division race.
1: So good, mm-hmm. such fun hockey to watch this year. I know. I know Tampa's still only figuring that shit out, dude. They, everyone thought they maybe they turned it around Fuck, and they man. just fell Tampa right back sucks. off. Sucks. What if they traded, for, dude? Stamkos for Hall,
0: dude. I've been saying it. They should trade Stamkos. Stamkos. They should trade for Stamkos. Hall. You really think so? I, I really 100% think percent on board. I'm hundred percent on board. I guess Stamkos. of everyone. It's not his fault. Yeah, it's just someone's got to
1: go. And he's got a contract and a name.
0: He's the captain. He really head shake head shit up. Put yeah. the C on
1: Hedman. Put the yeah, absolutely. Dude, I you want to talk about, dude, uh, I think my prediction about Shattenkirk is going to come true, dude. Oh, yeah? I think I called like 45 points for him in a season, okay. dude. 30, like 30 or 40. I can't remember exactly. But I think that's episode 42, right? I think we pretty much nailed it, dude. In a bag. For real. Shouts out to uh, Zach? Zach again. Yeah. At SS Kane's podcast. Check him out.
0: Shouts out Cody's ghost.
1: <laughs> yeah, Cody is here in spirit, as always. As always. And uh, check us out. Hey. At Talking Sauce Pod, no underscore. Respect underscore. Respect the fucking underscore. But yeah, man. <laughs> the fuck is that? I, I thought I had something else goes, on top of that. I had some. Oh, but yeah, man. <laughs> At Talking Sauce Pod, no underscore. Respect the underscore. All the socials. Hit us up.